Major support for Out to Lunch is provided by the law firm of Jones Walker, established in 1937 with over 375 attorneys in offices throughout the U.S., providing a comprehensive range of services to a local, national, and international client base. JonesWalker.com. And by the East Baton Rouge Parish School System, inspiring humanity through transformational learning in the classroom and community. Initiatives like Pathways to Bright Futures allow students to graduate high school with an associate degree or an industry-based credential along with their high school diploma. More information at ebrschools.org. And by Three Roll Estate Craft Rum Distillery, crafting premium rum from their own Louisiana sugar cane, Three Roll is cane to glass. From Mansur's on the Boulevard, we're out to lunch with Stephanie Regal. It's business, Baton Rouge time. Hi, I'm Stephanie Regal. Welcome to Out to Lunch. South Louisiana is famous for its food, and there's no end to the number of new and interesting restaurants that capitalize on this truly great aspect of our local culture. But restaurants and caterers aren't the only ones in the culinary sector. Foodie entrepreneurs in Baton Rouge are coming up with all sorts of new products and services using their creative culinary abilities to fill a gap or carve a new niche. With me today to discuss this is Mary Joy Fasulo, marketing and communications strategist for Focus Foods, a Baton Rouge-based company that provides meals to schools, nursing homes, disaster victims, and residential customers. The company started in 2019 as a network of former food truck owners who began manufacturing easy-to-prepare frozen meals. It has grown to now provide 30,000 meals a week for K-12 students across seven parish school districts in the state, and it operates in partnership with agencies like Meals on Wheels and nursing homes to provide meals to seniors across 11 parishes. Since just 2019, when it was founded, Focus Foods has produced and delivered more than 25 meals altogether and it recently announced plans to expand to a new and larger warehouse space here in Baton Rouge that will enable the company to expand the retail food and co-packaging business. Mary Joy joined the company at the beginning of 2022. Mary Joy, thanks for joining me. It's a pleasure to have you here on Out to Lunch. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you so much for having me today. We're very excited to be here. (laughs) Joining me and Mary Joy at the table is Ebony McAllister, who with her two young daughters, Bailey and Harper, founded and owns Posh Pop Gourmet Popcorn, a boutique popcorn concept. When it comes to fancy popcorn, butter, cheese, and caramel didn't go far enough. So Bailey and Harper, who are now 6 and 11, with the help of Ebony, began creating ambitious and delicious popcorn flavors such as caramel, cafe noir, praline paradise, and cocoa crunch. The trio make their product at the LSU Ag Center Food Incubator, which in 2021 expanded and rebranded as Food 2. The girls help their mom design and package the mixes, which they sell at farmers markets and special events around the capital region. Creative concepts come naturally to Ebony, who also does event planning. She is a native of Baton Rouge and a graduate of Southern University. And Ebony, such a fun, cool story with your girls. Thank you. They help you with the marketing. I mean, they're great little spokespeople. Y'all are also. Yeah, we're so happy to be here today. Thanks, Stephanie. So cool. Well, Mary Joy, tell me about Focus Foods, because this company kind of like blew up out of nowhere. Yeah, so Focus Foods really started as um, a emergency meal service. Um, Mm -hmm. So it really started as um, 
almost kind of like a food truck service where we had um, hot meals that we were developing and just um, passing out to whoever needed it. And then just as needs grew, the company grew, you know, and especially with um, the COVID-19 pandemic, we were really seeing that there was a lot of need for um, for families to be able to get the nutritious food that they couldn't necessarily that they wouldn't be able to get trying to go out to grocery stores while everything was on lockdown and while you're out of jobs during this pandemic and you couldn't necessarily afford those healthy and nutritious meal staples that you need that you need that your kids need and so it's really just yeah it's blown up I think in part because of the pandemic but we're still we're still expanding to there's plenty of areas and there's plenty of people that still need our help and so we're dedicated to expanding with the people's needs and the food is packaged and boxed yes so we like a complete meal yeah so we create our own meal solutions so it's anywhere between hot meal services that we um cook in our own kitchen facilities and um that we can uh bring to people we have frozen meal options which again we um create and package everything in our own facilities we flash freeze them and we put them we package everything to be able to be passed out at our hub sites um and then our shelf stable meal boxes are again they're all completely packaged and distributed by us so anyone who really partners with us we do about 95 percent of the work for them all they really have to do is take the boxes and pass them out to whoever needs them Wow. Mm-hmm. Really addressing the food insecurity issues in our community. Yes. And sort of on the other end of the spectrum, when we're talking about just fun and delicious and celebratory, is gourmet popcorn creations, which is which Pop Posh Pop does. Tell us how the history of this came about with your two little girls, literally young daughters. I know. It's, it's, it's so amazing. And they're amazing. adorable. Yes. <laughs> so um, essentially, uh, Christmas of 2020, during the pandemic, while everyone is at home, everything is shut down and families weren't really gathering together. Um, the girls and I decided to do something a little bit different. We normally do um, cookies for Santa. And my daughter, uh, Harper, which is my sense of humor in the house, <laughs> she says, I don't understand. If it's Jesus' birthday, why aren't we making cupcakes? So. <laughs> for the last three years prior, we would make cupcakes and cookies, right, to right. satisfy both girls. And then this year, because of the pandemic, of course, with being on social media and, and media outlets so much, with being at home, we started to look at Pinterest. And, you know, we just noticed that it was so many other fun things we could possibly do for the holiday. And so this particular year, we said we would dip, you know, cookies and pretzels and chocolate and sprinkles and just really try to package something really sweet for family and friends that we wouldn't get to see. Well, here we are cleaning the kitchen, and Harper says, Mommy, I, I want to watch The Grinch. And I said, You know what? We're not watching The Grinch right now. Right now, we're doing this project, and this is what we're going to focus on. Awesome. And if anybody knows small kids, they don't quit. They're very persistent, yeah. and they negotiate well. So Harper said, If I could just pop some popcorn right now, I think that could work. And then when you get done <laughs> cleaning the kitchen, my popcorn will be all ready to go. So she pops her popcorn with permission. She pours it into a popcorn cup. And she said, what would you like me to do with this? And I said, just give it to me in my busy mommy mode, right? We throw it on a cookie sheet and add everything we had left over. And we went to change our pajamas into Christmas pajamas, sat down to watch The Grinch and put our hand in the bowls and was like, oh, my gosh, what is this? It's amazing. And instantly my 11-year-old said, Mommy, I think I got something. I think we got something. And I was like, oh, no, it doesn't work like that. Like somebody other than us have to actually like it. And she's like, yep, I think think this is going to be it. I think we got something. 
And we spent the next, you know, 48 hours just talking about what we name it and what kind of flavors would you want to have? What color would your brand be? Why would somebody buy popcorn from you or post it somewhere else? And just to see their minds work was just, I mean, it inspired me to just really push everything forward. And within seven days, we had accelerated a full brand. And within 30 days after that, February 1st, we went live. Wow. That is such (laughs) a great story. I'm blown away. Yeah. And 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 you and you went to the LSU incubator shortly after yeah, that. So essentially <clears throat> so February first we went live um online only. So we posted on social media and you know, a couple of the videos of us making it and the flavors and you know, we start shipping to door. And then about three or four months in we got an email from a customer that said, You guys should try farmers market. So then we started doing Farmer's Market, and it was right through the summer as we um, got until about July that um, we had an opportunity to go into the incubator to do a pitch competition. And we did the pitch, and they accepted. A couple days later, we got the notification that we had been accepted out of 80 other companies, and we were blown away. Uh (laughs) And we've been going full-fledged since then, and it's been absolutely amazing. That is yeah. fantastic. Y'all are both powerhouses. Mary Joy, you have a tremendous team, a lot of really accomplished food professionals. Your owner and founder is a is a food professional. Um, Jeff? Yeah, so Jeff Landry, again, he's the one that started um, yeah. this whole thing. And he really, again, he started with a food truck. You know, he started with, okay. with a passion, with a need of, with these are things that I can do and these are things that I'm good at. So let's let's just go out and let's see what we can make of this and let's see how we can help people and so yeah Jeff is very passionate everybody in the company is very very passionate about what we do and with with our mission and with trying to really just help the people in our community and so is the mission to really address the food insecurity issue because y'all y'all have several lines right you're the this the elderly as well as you know school children as well as disaster victims, but then the whole co-packaging thing. I mean, that 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 retail um, niche is, yeah. I think, really has tremendous potential. Yeah, it really does, and we're really excited um, about those opportunities that are going to be coming with um, the co-packaging and with um, different stuff like that. But yeah, our mission is really Louisiana pretty consistently ranks number one in the nation for food insecurity, for childhood food insecurity, and um, elderly and senior insecurity. And the USDA defines food insecurity as basically a social or um, economic condition that has limited or pretty much no access to adequate food. And what we mean by adequate food is healthy, affordable, nutritious options. So when you're looking at stuff like um, rates of food insecurity in a town or in a state or, um, or in a country, when you're looking at mapping food deserts across the country, you're really looking at how many people live in a chunk of area that does not have that don't have access to good grocery stores that have affordable means because you can live near a Whole Foods, but that doesn't mean everybody can afford Whole Foods, you know? And you can live near a Walmart, but that doesn't necessarily mean that sometimes the Walmart's going to have all of those nutritious things that you need, all of those fresh fruits and veggies and those proteins and stuff like that. So that's how you, that's how you really look at it. And that's how we're, you define that food insecurity issue. And because Louisiana just consistently ranks number one, that's really our mission is to bridge the gap between 
people in need and the food insecurity needs. So you're a for-profit company. You're not a 501c3 nonprofit, right? So we are for-profit. Um, all of our funding comes from USDA. Wow. So you contract basically with yes. them. Mm -hmm. Brilliant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brilliant. So USDA is basically um, big umbrella that we, we kind of like to describe it as that. USDA is a big umbrella agency, big umbrella term. There are many, many, many different programs that um, people can qualify for, whether that's like different elderly feeding, that's K through 12, charter schools, um, higher ed, stuff like that. So there's many different programs that people can qualify for under the USDA, and we work with them through those programs. You're listening to Out to Lunch. I'm Stephanie Regal. I'm talking to Mary Joy Fasulo of Focus Foods and Ebony McAllister of Posh Popcorn. Ebony, who are your customers? I would imagine um, your girls, obviously, their age group would eat this stuff up, literally. Yeah, <laughs> literally. So initially, when, when uh, the girls were deciding on what flavors, we would narrow down to 68 is what they came up with. 68 48 flavors? Hours. Yes. And wow. so I said, absolutely not. <laughs> just uh, professionally and just with my experience, I knew that that was way too much, right? And right. even just as a consumer. Um, so we started with six. And Good. those yeah. six that we chose were six flavors that we thought would basically fulfill the palate of the average person. Mm -hmm. So we had, you know, summer party for kids and we had Parlene Paradise for our Louisiana natives and people who love pralines. And then, you know, we had Cocoa Crunch for our like red wine ladies and, you know, yeah. you know, something that's a little bit more um you know, platable in terms of like uh, the dark chocolate feel, right? And then we had Cajun Critter, which is something that was a little bit of um, a sweet heat um, that would also reflect Louisiana. And then we had a, a posh limon, which was something that. completely yeah. different, right? That we knew most people probably wouldn't try, but once they did, they would fall in love with it. And then we had Oso Minty, um, which was a spin kind of of the thin mint, right? And so, um, so when we, when I thought, when we were kind of talking through who would actually buy the products, I mean, obviously with with daughters that were five and ten at the time they wanted everything to be sprinkles and double drizzle with chocolate and you know things like that and so what I did is as we were aligning everything we talked about okay what type of um, snacks would you also like in addition to popcorn if you were a lemon person or if yeah. you love mint you know would you naturally gravitate to a Andes after dinner uh -huh. or you know would you, if you love Parlene's you know would you like candy parlines on you know as well as a whole parlane you know what are, are um the the uh praline paradise actually has pecan candy pieces in mm. it you know praline pieces in it and so you know it's like wh what are we going to do to it to make it robust to make sure that we can kind of satisfy the entire family so that was right. the idea so even though it's a kid brand it's obviously something that can span the entire household because you want something that dad's gonna like that mom's gonna like that grandma's gonna enjoy mm -hmm. because essentially when you bring this back home everybody's gonna say what is that because that's what happens when you bring snacks home um especially something that's very different and unique so in terms of our actual customer base i'm just gonna say the household because yeah. it's so broad right now you know um and we we found that you know where we thought that our target would be you know the average four to seven year old girl for slumber party but we have a group of guys that order it weekly for card parties slumber party oh, that's who great knew? Love that. so right, you know right. so it's so hard to target you know who this product is actually for because once people get their hands on it we find that they end up bouncing through multiple flavors
flavors, you know. Um, and and six flavors is a lot, though. I mean, that's yeah. a lot of inventory to keep up. It a lot is. of pro like I ingredients. It is where I'm looking for that you it have is. to stock. Yeah, and, and then you have to make it yourself right. at the food incubator. Mm -hmm. The girls are in school all day, right? Right. right. So, right. so is it you? Do you have an assistant or your? So I I do have assistant, but my assistant primary focus is booking because we get so many inquiries daily via, really? via e yeah via email via Instagram via Facebook. Like we get a lot of inquiries. Um, for a number of different type of events. It could be a private party mm -hmm. um, all the way up into something like a, a Baton Rouge General, you know, event, which we've done in, in nonprofit type of events and things like that where they want in bulk, you know, hundreds of bags and things wow. like that. And so I have an assistant just for that. But in terms of the actual products, my daughter's laughing me all the time because um, all of the product that we've made up until this point has been all me, which is crazy. It's like a little old lady stuff yeah. in me. No. <laughs> But um, but I I do have um, uh, assistance with the food incubator with students um, from nice. LSU that we can that we actually partner with that help us to actually package the product which obviously is is um, a bit of work on its own right yeah um, everything is in a heat seal bag that's you know that ha that requires um, closure and and heat press so and labeling. So that's a step in itself. So just having the opportunity to in integrate students into this business model where it makes sense and then they can get credit, you know, at LSU um, for the experience and to be able to partner with us has been awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. And Mary Joy, logistics are a huge part of your business as well. It's yes. not just the food and coming up with these, but it's it's boxing and then distributing, right? Yeah. So you have like a fleet and a whole warehouse and you're... Yeah, moving so, into a bigger warehouse. Yeah, so that's um there's a lot of moving parts in Focus Foods. Um there's a lot of it's very hands-on. So there's a lot of um packaging, there's a lot of again creating the menus and getting those distributors who give us the different snacks and working with our kitchen staff to get those fresh ingredients so we can make those frozen and those hot meals, but it's also whenever we're doing the shelf stables it's also a lot of packaging, a lot of um, delivery. We do have our own delivery fleet. Um, nice. So we have our own uh, vans, our own frozen food trucks that, um, again, we're doing 95% of the work. So we're packaging and we're delivering everything. Wow. Mm -hmm. So who, all right, so y'all have been doing this only since 2019. Mm -hmm. and, and it's mostly federal, you know, federal government funded. Mm -hmm. Who was doing it before? I mean, was this just a new opportunity that your leadership realized, hey, this is something we could do and we're food people and let's jump on this? Or is this like new government programs? I mean, so it's kind of a little bit of a mix of that. So programs like Focus Foods and mm -hmm. companies like Focus Foods do exist all over the country. Um, but for us specifically, I think we really... Um, we were really just seeing the need like we there's not really something like that like us or as big as we are right now in Louisiana mm -hmm. and so the fact that we have been we're the number one um meal service provider in the Gulf South yeah it so, was tremendous like yeah and y'all came out of just, like nowhere basically literally yeah literally we, we literally just came up we're from the ground up we are mm -hmm. very much a from the ground up company and yeah so it's the fact that we've able to we've been able to have this kind of reach and this kind of impact has been truly like 
heartening and really it, it's it's very fulfilling you know yeah. knowing that I was telling Ebony earlier it's really fulfilling knowing that you're you're doing work that's actively helping the people in your community you know like with, with things that they re- with things that are as important as food and right. food for your children the basics yeah so it's it's just it's really wonderful knowing that no, we're out here I, helping. I mean, I think it's so great. I would just like I, would, I could go on about this all day, um, but the, like the co-packaging stuff, the retail stuff, is that more like your profit center? I mean, is that sort of where y'all? So because like the Meals on Wheels and the school services mm-hmm. are so much mission driven. And yeah. So the co-packaging stuff is. Um, we do get a, um, a good bit of revenue from that, and um, as we're rolling out more things with the co-packaging opportunities, because there's always there's always room for expansion, there's always room for um, improvement with different projects like that. So we definitely um, we definitely have a lot of opportunities yeah. with that, and again, it's a lot of opportunities to help people that um, maybe you know you can't get the food box to where you are right now, but we have our stuff in a grocery store that's near you so you can just pop in and pick it up. Sure. And that's the same with kind of our hub sites that we have set up now. So our hub site distribution centers, um, that's where we send a lot of our frozen meal boxes. So if you choose to do frozen meals instead of the shelf stable meals, then what you can do is you can go to the distribution site, you just tell them your name and you pick up your box. So yeah. it's really as easy as that. So that's really what we're hoping for we're really hoping to streamline this process for people because you know there's there's again there's a lot of moving parts there can be a lot of complications and stuff like that and we're really just trying to make this as easy for people as possible um ebony wanted to ask you about um so how 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 is the pricing on this and is, is it profitable i mean i know a lot of food entrepreneurs that have just hit on this great idea it goes great they love it they end up spending all their time on it but they don't end up making a lot of money on it, right? <laughs> right. So they no, end no. up like selling it or folding it after a few years because right. it just gets to be too much. Yeah. Well, when we first um, went live, we started with a four ounce bag, and um, you know, we I did the research myself to just try to find out where the price point needed to be and the margin, and you know, it was a six dollar classic six dollar bag, which we knew was well under market. That's but obviously, well under market. Yeah, well yeah. under market. But obviously, we were introducing a new product to Louisiana, and we have to. You know, note the market. That's always my my thing. Know know where you are and know where you can price based on where you are. And so uh, the fortunate thing about that is that most of our clients didn't think that was enough popcorn. Which gave us an opportunity to really, yeah, to expand, okay. to expand, yeah, to yeah. increase the size of the bag, which means we could naturally increase the profit margin because we can increase the price of the of the bag, and so we went from a six dollar four ounce bag to a um, fifteen dollar nine ounce bag, which nice. is our classic wow. bag now. So we will go in and do the the smaller bags, our original bag, sometimes for. Um, larger orders if it's for kids like a camp or something like that and it's just too much popcorn but our classic bag is our nine and a half ounce bag and it works at at the price margin that we have it in and it's profitable for us and uh, we also have a larger bag that's 15 ounces that's a $30 bag um, and it flies and so we know that you know just with market changing and and things that are increasing some of our ingredients that have um, increased in price point we know that you know we will hit a a mark where we'll have to increase yet again but um, um, I always want to price this product where it needs to be, where it makes sense for the market that we're in. But mm-hmm. then it also, once introduced, it puts people in a place where they know that it's worth it. Yeah. So we we do we we use really good ingredients. We package it well, and then we always 
provided in a way that people can zip it up and have some for later. Because, you know, this is Louisiana. We like good things, but we, we like to save a little bit for later sometimes. Mm-hmm. And I know working with the food incubator, you get a lot of resources and, and help. Do they do the nutritional analysis and do you publish it? Because we might not want to know how much sugar yes. is in there. <laughs> I don't know. So, do we? So right, no, right. So they um they do. We have they have someone on staff that actually takes care of that part for us. And you know we had to um uh, submit a full ingredient profile in order for them That's to put wonderful. the nutritional va- uh, facts together. Thankfully, oh let's say this last year, um, and this is fortunate or unfortunate, we were under ten thousand bags, so we didn't have to actually put it on the product itself. Um, I don't really want to know the nutritional value <laughs> either, but um, it's one of those things that, uh, I mean, calorie counts obviously is a real thing. Um, and it'll be, um, it will be displayed per serving once. Cause I do think we're going to hit over that 10,000 bag. No doubt about it this year for 2022. Oh, yeah. You'll no hit over 10,000 yeah. bags. No, yeah. no doubt about it. That's fantastic. And so, um, so with that being said, I know that's something that will come to the forefront sooner than later, um, but I do plan to position it where it's per serving um, because I think that's the way to go. Yeah. Um, that's the way you got to look at that's it. That's the way you have to look at yep. it. It's, you know, it's all about uh, control. <laughs> so and, and Mary Joy, I know y'all recently announced plans to move into the old one of the Veluso warehouses. That was the McDonald's family here in Baton Rouge. And, and that will enable y'all not only to expand your service offerings these different niches that y'all you know sectors that you're in but also geographically i mean y'all are going big right yeah not just regional gulf south but maybe even beyond that yeah so we are actually looking into expanding into other states yeah um you know because it's not just it's not just louisiana and it's not just louisiana people that um experience food insecurity and it's not just us that needs help you know there's people all over the country that need help so we are looking at expanding into um a few other states texas arkansas mississippi um mainly right now but yeah that new distribution center is going to mean a lot of really good things not just for our plans of like expansion into other states and other markets and stuff like that but also just for expanding in Louisiana and in Baton Rouge because it's creating hundreds of more local jobs you know it's creating a lot more opportunity for um for people to really just like get involved with um with something like this which is just really great and something that I really love is the fact that we're still as much as we're growing, we're still trying to keep to our roots. You know, we're still trying to, that's why we expanded in Baton Rouge, as opposed to expanding into maybe a bigger city, like maybe in New Orleans or maybe somewhere else, you know, that we're really, we're focused on helping everybody, but we started in Baton Rouge and we started in Louisiana. And that's something that's really important to us. Well, Mary Joy Fasulo and Ebony McAllister, it's been a pleasure to hear stories of such creative food-related concepts. We all know Baton Rouge and all of South Louisiana has great food, but it's good to be aware that there are so many niches for foodies and entrepreneurs in many ways to share the joys of spending time in the kitchen with those around you, certainly. It's been so nice to be with you both today. Thanks so much for joining me on Out to Lunch. Yeah, of course. Thank you so much for having us. Thank you. I appreciate it.
My guests today on Out to Lunch have been Mary Joy Fasulo of Focus Foods and Ebony McAllister of Posh Popcorn. We had to edit this show to fit into our time slot here on WRKF. You can hear our unedited conversation and learn more about Focus Foods and Posh Popcorn by going to our Out to Lunch Baton Rouge podcast. You can find and subscribe to the Out to Lunch Baton Rouge podcast anywhere you get podcasts and on our website, it's batonrouge.la. If you want to know what we all look like, you can find photos from the show on itsbatonrouge.la and on our Out to Lunch Baton Rouge social media. Photos are taken by Eric Otts. You can find more of Eric's photos on Instagram at at acro, that's A-C-R-E-A-U-X. Out to Lunch is a production of INO Broadcasting for itsbatonrouge.la and WRKF 89.3 FM. The producer of our show is Grant Morris. Our technical producer is Eric Merle. Today's show was engineered by J.T. O'Neill. Our associate producer is Peter Raschuti, and our Baton Rouge business consultants are Charlie D'Agostino and Ann Edelman. I'm Stephanie Regal. Thanks for joining me. I look forward to meeting you around the table at Mansour's again next week for more business Baton Rouge style on Out to Lunch. Out to Lunch Baton Rouge is recorded live over lunch at Mansour's on the Boulevard in Baton Rouge. Mansour's is open for lunch daily, 11 to 2, for dinner nightly, and for brunch on Saturdays and Sundays. Major support for Out to Lunch is provided by the law firm of Jones Walker, established in 1937 with over 375 attorneys in offices throughout the U.S., providing a comprehensive range of services to a local, national, and international client base. JonesWalker.com. And by the East Baton Rouge Parish School System, inspiring humanity through transformational learning in the classroom and community. Initiatives like Pathways to Bright Futures allow students to graduate high school with an associate degree or an industry-based credential along with their high school diploma. More information at ebrschools.org. And by Three Roll Estate Craft Rum Distillery, crafting premium rum from their own Louisiana sugarcane. Three Roll is cane to glass. Mitchell Foreman wrote and performs all the music on Out to Lunch. You can hear Mitchell's music anywhere great jazz is sold or streamed and at MitchellForeman.com. 